Call John. Tell him he's going to be walking right in. See if we can get him on the on the blower. I can't remember a time where he didn't walk in. Like where he was already here, ready to go. Mm-mm, never. <laughs> <laughs> this? No, this is a couple years old. Oh, is that so okay. X? Just oh, it's an X. Okay. Yeah. I have the two, and mine's like on a. I'm coming. Hey, John. He's died. Just letting you know that. I think you got his voicemail. You got his voicemail. Looks like. Just letting you know that you know you'll just be walking into a live show. So make plenty of noise. Okay, great. And curse a lot. Alright. I'll see you guys. Uh, racist the, thing. The door is open, right? The door is open. Okay, very good. Okay. I'll be there in about 15, 20 minutes. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just cut him off. Everybody, we're here at the Film Photography Podcast. This is uh, June first, twenty twelve. I'm here in the studio with Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, guys? Dane Johnson. Mm-hmm. As John calls you, Mark Dazel. Mark Dazel. <laughs> Mark Dazel. And John uh, calls me that in the last show. Dazel. How dare he? Jeez. He's like, oh, Mark Dazel. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, don't you? You know the him? guy. <laughs> it's like, don't you know his name? It's like, I don't know. We just play. We're not really on a last name basis in the band. Yeah, yeah. We're not that kind of friend. And there's an empty seat for John. He is uh, coming. He's as he said on his voicemail. Multiple (laughs) voicemail. This is the uh, internet radio show for people who love to shoot traditional photography, meaning photography using film. And today we have an array of all sorts of stuff here, and I think it's going to be a fun show. I'll give like an overview. Today we're going to be talking about the biggest news. Which, you know, made me just fall out of my chair. A big 110 film announcement. Uh, then we have the road report from Matt about all the cool meetups going on this year. There's so many. Oh Incredible. Uh, we're going to be talking about Matt's 2012 Darkroom Workshops. Getting ready for an exhibition. You know, I'm not talking about, like, dancing naked in your window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, like, you know, Printing. Prince. And get it out there at a show. It's important to get them out there. Yeah. At any level. Starting a personal project. Ooh. I'm going to be talking about the 19... The 1960s Canon SLRs featuring the FL line of lenses. And we're going to be giving away a 1960s Canon camera this show. Uh, Dane's going to be chatting about the Fed 5V camera. Yes, yes. Mark's going to be talking about the... The broken Argus C3 that I'm trying to put back Okay. Together. The brick. We have a book of the month. A cracked brick. Some, da- <laughs> some darkroom tips. And uh, a whole lot more. Some listener letters. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and start the shoe. Hey, this is Michael Rosso from the Film Photography Podcast. 110 Film is back. That's right. We have a limited amount of 110 Fujifilm 200 ASA cold stored expired 2009. This has been batch tested 
And as far as we can tell, this is the only current supply of 110 film in the world. We have a lot of film, but it's not bottomless. There's a limited supply, and 2012, as we have declared, is the year of shooting 110 film. This is your opportunity to grab and shoot some 110 film. Just head on over to filmphotographystore.com and click 110 film. We also have a limited amount of 100 ASA Fujifilm cold stored as well. Filmphotographystore.com yeah. Hey, we're back! Yo! Hey! It is so, it's like so cool. I feel like Joe Franklin today, I don't know why. <laughs> Sitting here like Joe Franklin, remember him? Joe Franklin. Yes, W-O-R. Well, the big news is that Morris Katz is back in town and in this era... Of instant speed and Joe Franklin Ma- Martin paints. That's your thing. I always think of Joe Frank, the guy that used to do the, no. the like get poetry over the music on FMU. No? The last year, uh, I've been really chatting up 110, really rallying behind it. It's a fave format because you know I used it in my childhood. You know, all of my relatives had 110 cameras. My Aunt Linda still shoots with her 110 camera, <laughs> and we uh, were able to. Um, actually get the last batch from Fuji through our friends uh, at the dark room. Uh, so the FPP store had last batch 110, which was dwindling, and I was starting to get like all like nervous and sweaty. I was like, oh, I, I called the dark room. Hey, man, can you, can you like, call your contacts down South America? I'm serious. <laughs> because according to Philly said that down in South America... There's still some 110 shooting going on. Oh, is that how they hide the drugs? They just put 110 film in there? I don't, don't know. Don't yeah, know. No, no one's going to open that no up. Open that. Yeah. But we couldn't come up with anything. And then, of course, forever, uh, Adox has been mentioning Teasing. that. Teasing, yeah. Yeah, there's been, it's, it's been a very long tease. And it seemed like all was lost when all of a sudden our good friends at Lomography, the Lomography Orca 110 black and white film, shocking. Because, you know, I talk to those guys like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all hush, hush. Yep. Very sudden. They did it great, though. Like, they announced it. All these emails, a blog, and like, hey, here it is, here it is pre-order. There's no tease. There's no like, we're working on it, we're thinking about it. But their lamography, they just have such that big base that they well, can just say, here it is, and it's gone. It's perfect for them. And what's with the uh, the idea that they two days before they send around a uh, a survey to see how yeah. many everything in the survey was about how it, what did you used to do this and use and I kept having a, I went and answered it and I had to say, well, I shoot every day. I have it there. Yeah. I have this camera. Uh, you know, but the it, survey you thought it was going to be like for 2013, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe they're thinking if they get enough this, and it was like, nope, it was. Uh, oh. uh, my lens cap, Dane. I'm digging those glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. Are I got they help me see. Com? No, unfortunately, they're not. If if anyone was going to release 110 film, it would be lamography. It's got it's that. Like, oh. it's yeah, like, it's like it's them. But isn't black and white against like their code? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only hoping that color is like you know around the corner. corner. Behind, yeah. So this is dated uh, May 15th, May 16th. That's when the bomb dropped and says the first production run of the Orca black and white 100 ISO consisting of just 5,000 units. FPP will be purchasing 1,000 of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's exclusively available for pre-order from Lomography Online Shop. Yeah, and it the it was expected to ship this past May 23rd. So. Uh, we're bringing back the 110 format from the grave, indeed. Uh, take your pocket cameras from the dusty shelves and celebrate because 110 is here again. The retail price is a is a reasonable $7.90. Hmm. Uh, there is no backing. 
You familiar with it? This yeah, yeah. I've heard. Yeah, so there's no yeah. window. No window. Yeah. yeah. How's that uh, gonna work? You kind of have to guess when your last frame is. That's the only problem. Well, it's very Lomography of them. Yeah. yeah it'll just. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it for a second. Because they're notched. Yeah. So most cameras like click click. It stops. It'll stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I guess after a certain point, some cameras will run on until the end. Uh, what what about for that Holga thing? Where, like the little guy. The mini. Yeah. That'll just that'll keep just, going, right? Yeah. They, It'll just keep going. So you'll know. Yeah, yeah, the micro. Yeah. Or you yeah. use one of the fancy one tens that just automatically. That's the one. Like the Malta yeah. I have. Yeah. That yeah. It does the. Uh, it just it does one per. You go you go click and it's uh, okay. Two it's, it's and there. it's there. It does the whole thing in one and then when right. you get to the end, it, you'll. You'll let you uh, cock it, but then it won't. The button won't press. Oh, okay. And then you know it's your. So you know. That's good. So I, these I, are these are designed for the fancy one tens. Yeah. yeah. I, I admit, last night when I found out about this, I immediately jumped on eBay and buy it nowed a Minolta one ten SLR before the prices jump. On. The so flounder. Oh, I Which, love it. The pancake. The oh, flounder. The pancake one. Yeah. It's such a beautiful. I mean, just it. aesthetically, it's such a beautiful camera that I had to get yeah. one. So Dane's had one for a few months. And you've shot with one. Yeah, I, I have. The FPP. I haven't looked at it yet. Leslie's got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. so. It's the it. Uh, the problem is, is we were talking about is is uh, I'm gun shy on shooting too much. So I haven't got to know it yet because I'm like I only have a certain amount of one ten left. But now this has really opened it, up that. Good now one. I can yeah. actually shoot and learn how to use this thing. And the other thing is scanning it in. I haven't had any. I I don't have the masks, you know, the, yeah. ma- the mask to hold it. And taping you know. it down, you're gonna like tape over half the film. <laughs> I'm trying. I know, and I've tried that, and I just haven't had any. That I haven't had very good luck with um, the uh, scanning. Well, the masks are really expensive. You can get them on eBay. They're eighty five. Eighty bucks. The one that I bought one. You bought one. Oh, you did? I was gonna say because oh, now that you bought one. Um, I was thinking that um, Lomography might come out with a digitalizer yeah, 110 yeah, yeah. for $35. It'd be, like uh-huh. a, it'd be like a Barbie version of their standard <laughs> digitalizer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I can recommend for, for 110 and uh, the sub the, the mini scans, the, mm-hmm. the Minox film. Um, let's see. Who, who did my Minox? I can't remember. But I think... We had Blue Moon. They did good. Oh. Sc- they did scans and optical prints. Yep. They did a neat job. Blue Moon. Yep. Lomography released this 110 film on the 40th anniversary of Kodak oh. releasing. So there was some planning film. involved. Yeah, there was some planning involved. Significance. It's uh, 110 when, film. Is when did 126 get in, get uh, introduced? So we know when that's coming uh, out. Uh, it got introduced <laughs> in 62, uh, I think. Oh, so later this might, year, watch this out year. for Lomography yeah. 126. Yeah, oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I love my 126 cameras. I think this is big news because there is a lot of history in 110 film. It was the camera that your family used. There wasn't much thought or art put into it back then. It was mm-hmm. just the camera. Yep. Like, everyone just had one, and every, every birthday party was 126 or one, at least at my age. Yeah, and it, it was so. so easy. When we were out doing some shooting somewhere or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's all full, Foom, chink, clunk. Load yeah. back up, and it yeah. was, I was like, "Oh, so this is why this was so popular." At the oh, time. yeah, it was so easy. Well, Very for my quick. generation, it was the Advantix, the APS stuff, which was the same thing. You that's just stick it in. Ask. Yeah, it's so and that and that came and went pretty quickly, which was too bad. I never when I was a teenager, stuff. that's what I used. Yeah. The APS. I, I'm wondering when APS if they're gonna they're gonna try something with that. But the, those were they didn't have that many cameras. And of course, it's this baby right here, the Kodak oh. Disc. Mid- oh, jeez, like eighty. Three eighty-four, eighty-five. I got one of these for my twelfth birthday, eighty-six. That's for a Christmas, hot chip eighty-six. Camera. Yeah, you had to be. A, you, you had to drive like a cabriolet convertible, and yeah. there's and a charm yeah. to it. But <laughs> it never. I remember Trackman's dad had one. <laughs> I mean, you know the Trackman. the negative is like the size smaller than your yeah. pinky yes. nail. Yes, yes. the yes. negative is insane. Crazy. But it was all worked around special equipment for the lab. Yes, to to make the, the, the proper blow up of it. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, so one ten. We're very excited. And one ten. And we're going to move right into our big road report. 
gosh. Road Report, Meetups 2012. Matt, you got the scoop? I do have the scoop. Um, so I, I guess I'll start with like what's already happened. Where do you start? Oh, my gosh. Uh, like I feel like I'm just all spring, summer is just the road. <laughs> Nothing but the road. <laughs> Mike's frozen in place thinking oh. about the road. Oh, is that John? It's John. Oh. John? One, two, four. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Where cell, cell, cell signals have disintegrated in the last two months. Is it yeah. me or is it? I think it's John. Come on up, John. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a can on a string. Sounds like a, like a transmission from like the moon. Yeah, exactly. So Matt, we're June first. June first. Not only just FPP meetups, but you have I've your been... finger on the pulse. Matt's going to these large format shindigs. Tell, tell, um, well, okay, so... Where, I guess, where do we even start? Well, I guess it all started last year. I started, no, not that far back. Well, no, 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 just to, <laughs> to preface it. It all started in 1981. <laughs> Long time ago. No, so, like, I, I joined APUG last year, the Analog Photography User Group. It's, uh, like, I think it's something like 40,000 strong. There's a lot of... So, APUG.org, they have a great community there. They have this cool little thing all the way at the... They have a bunch of sub-forums. Like, if you if you can think of something to talk about with film photography, they've got it. And so, all the way the hell at the bottom of the page, there's, like, regional. They divide it by, like, where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, I click Great Lakes region, so I'm in Ohio, and... I saw that there was these guys doing these these meetups in uh, Northeast Ohio, which is Akron. It's a couple hours. It's, so I started going to these, and it's a really neat little community. These guys have amazing work. They're large format, ultra large format, sub miniature format. They everything from Minox to sixteen by twenty. These guys shoot just amazing stuff. And the work is all beautiful black and white landscapes. Some of them do portraiture. Some of them do wet plate. All sorts of just free resources for information. And they, they love sharing their work, their prints. If you like m- meeting new people, talking to new people, you don't even have to like shooting to like these events. Mm-hmm. You just go and kind of take it all in. The, the guy who hosts them, John Powers, he shoots a 7 by 17 inch camera, ultra large format, does platinum palladium, does amazing mm. stuff. He hosts the event out of his house because he lives near, right near the Cuyahoga Valley Metro Park, which is a beautiful park. If you like nature or don't even like nature, you'll like shooting there. Mm-hmm. Whether you like nature or not, you'll love you'll, it. You'll love it, yeah. Because I don't even like doing nature, and then I go there and I blow like a whole box of film. So <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. And the camaraderie's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, never, I've not met like, a film shooter that I, I don't like. It might I think just, meeting is different than meeting online. It huh? is. You can't, like, you can't just go in it's like you can on a thread and just be an ass. <laughs> you have to be kind of like a little bit courteous, and then you realize, oh, they're nice people too. Yes. <laughs> and so I go to those meetups. So I went to one of those, and I did a demonstration this year on uh, on printing carbon, you know, the relief printing that I do. And then some other gentleman, uh, Charlie Wheelahan, he's an FPP listener now. His kids call us the funny guys. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> the funny guys. They're like nine. <laughs> they don't get most of the stuff. They just yeah. hear it as background noise. Oh, sure. Well, so we're the funny guys. Hey, kids. <laughs> now, those film, you know, the funny ones. Yeah, exactly. They don't say that about the other podcasters. Oh, it's boring. Oh, the funny guys. So uh, he brought some wet plate stuff, and we printed albumin, which is Whoa, like... Whoa, we printed what? Printed, uh, we did albumin printing, which is like taking a whole bunch of egg whites, egg whites. and oh. sensitizing it in silver and putting it on paper. Pretty cool mm. stuff. Like really old-timey processes. These guys, cool. there's always something to do. In the morning when they're like, you know, making pancakes, making do omelets. they do emulsion on pancakes? <laughs> no, yeah, but they right. separated out the egg whites Honey, why is this yes. omelet gray? Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. 
It's good I, I had a hell of a time making the albumin because I, I had two dozen egg whites for the albumin, and I was like, what am I going to do with these yolks? So it was like uh, for a whole week, it was like eggs benedict for breakfast. Custard everywhere. And I made like homemade quiche and pie. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastically <laughs> fat. I, I start my cholesterol meds oh up my. again next week. Yeah, there you, know? you go. <laughs> but So those meetups are, are wonderful. They have those a couple times a year. I think the next one's going to be in August. It's unofficial. But around the corner – a lot of the guys that remember how I went to Photostock last Photo year. Photostock, yes. These guys are all the same kind of the same guys that go to Photostock as well, and that is it's right around the corner. Third weekend in June, I believe that's the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth of June. Photostock up in all the way up. <laughs> yeah, what state? In Michigan, it's Michigan. almost Upper Peninsula, all the heck the way up at the top of the mitten. <laughs> Just before the Upper Peninsula, and I believe that is in, well, there's there's Cross Village. There's all these little towns right on the shore, but it's right on the lake. So if you like waterscapes, landscapes, portraits, they hire models for the meetup because a lot of them do portraiture there, too. Hmm. It's it's an amazing time. Is it strictly large format or the guys there with their 110 Holgas? Exactly. There's guys that um, some of them are podcast listeners now. So a lot of them have have pack cameras now. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. shoots, there you go. There's a guy that shoots his sub mini, some 35 yeah. hardcore guys, a lot of large format, some gentlemen with some 16 by 20 cameras, some all just all across wow. the board. You'll have there's something to do. Yep. Are there any new who's coming to Photostock 2012 that hasn't before? Because they heard from FPP and they're like, I got to check this there's out. There's like 20 guys coming this year from just because they heard it. No way. On FPP. That's big. That's, it is big. I mean, the Photostock has gotten big in the past. Their first year, there was like 12 guys. In Bill Schwab's like mm. backyard, and then it went to like twenty, and mm. then it like went it, like shot up to like one hundred and fifty or two hundred or something, and then Ooh. it went back down. So last year it was about twenty thirty, and this year they already have fifty signed up. So oh, wow. it, and it might be even more than that. But there's free um, photogravure demonstration, and that's actually like at, like real printmaking. <laughs> I think I hear John. Oh my Stella. gosh! I think uh, yeah. Stella. So yeah, photo stock end of June. So, Good event. So you can go just Google photos, photostock2012.com. Oh, oh, John's really like juiced up on coffee today, huh? Yeah, he is. Let's get the cameras ready. Re- He's climbing the outside of the building. Camera's ready, fellas. Everyone's getting their camera ready. Wait, mine's slow to get ready. Oh, Lord. That Hey man, do that again. Put the hands up. <laughs> it's my it's an uh, R2D2's uh, John just in, special forces. What's been developing? <laughs> it's been like a million second like exposure a, since I saw you last. I feel like I'm at Khan and I have a movie opening. <laughs> what is this going on? Khan! <laughs> Not that Khan. <laughs> talk about the meetups. Meetups. Oh, okay, so Photostock, end of June, Google it. Google, or go to www.photostock2012.com. You can sign up there. It's fr- Okay, here's the best part about yes. it. It's free. Free to go. Absolutely free. You just got to show up. But you got to get picked on if you're a new guy. <laughs> no, that's, that's the greatest thing. It's such a great Gosh. community. Everybody's mm-hmm. really excited about photography. Mm-hmm. There's going to be enough cameras there that, like, if you, don't, <laughs> if you just, like, hitchhike your way there, don't have a camera, don't have a prayer in the world, someone will, like, show you around at least. That's great. Um, so if you're interested, you get in, issued a camera at the door. Yes. If you're interested in large format but haven't shot it yet, I would guess that it's a good place to go just to see what's going on. Just to see what's out there. All these guys are super friendly, very open about what they do. Awesome stuff. If there's an alternative process you've been looking to do, they've they've got it there. Like crazy stuff. What else, Matt? 
Well, we, a week out, just a week after Photostock, if Photostock's not your cup of tea, if you're more an urban shooter, we can go, you can go to Analog's Pulse in Cleveland, yep. hosted by uh, Aperture, yep. the photography and variety store. Mm. So Scott at Aperture is hosting a, a weekend of photo walks all in different uh, traditional neighborhoods of downtown Cleveland. And uh, Friday night, they're meeting up. Friday night last week of June, they're meeting up. I think that's the 28th. Mm-hmm. And they're going to talk about the different places they're going to go issue some film saturday there's four photo walks back to back oh to back goodness. to back there's a cross-processing walk and i believe that's hosted by uh, the 120 processing uh yep. jake bouchard and those guys and they process as they're walking no they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna take it back and process <laughs> no the old school the full film lab yes old school film oh, yes. lab yeah we'll walk around with a dark bag on their hands so they're uh they're <laughs> they're hosting doing? that they're doing a polaroid walk with uh with impossible film and oh. uh packtastic cameras yep. provided by the us i'll be there yeah so yeah we'll be there and they're doing a street photography walk and that's going to be hosted by one of the gentlemen that was at the the show yeah dave he's going to be hosting that he's like rangefinder crazy he's really good at that and then i'll be taking the group of like guys bringing like super clunky cameras being obnoxious as hell (laughs) we'll be in like the back of the crowd (laughs) dragging behind yeah a bunch of ninja turtles wagon behind him (laughs) one camera some people use uh, baby joggers for their big cameras oh really that's a whole other story oh boy idea yeah things are easy to push no one wants to mug you when you're how much is your is your large format camera you think uh, my whole pounds? setup is 55 pounds, ah, probably. My, my, my kid's uh, 50 pounds. And <laughs> I push him in this stroller. It's awesome. It's like you can push it with one Some finger. people get bike attachments, too, if they I can want lend to be a little it to modern. You you Sidecar. No, so, yeah. so when you carry your, your, your large format, you're carrying 55 pounds. Probably, just because my, old, my sticks are so old. So, <laughs> Some meetups. <laughs> uh, we did the so everything interesting Anyhow. in photography is happening in the Midwest. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, Cross-process so. So walk. It appears so much to be. Cross-process right. walk, for Polaroid walk. What's the third walk? Oh, uh, um, rangefinder walk. The a ra- street walk. A street walk. And then the fourth walk, I guess, is kind of like... Like all in, all inclusive, kind of like a starter walk. So the if walk you're like, this way, if you're walk. new to film or shy to film, you can just come. You can even bring your digital stuff. We won't kick you out. You what? Know, and and you see you. yourself going on all the walks, or are they overlapping? Uh, no, they're back to back to back to back. So like oh, one like half hour break, another one lunch, another one okay. snack. Another. Are one. you in on all of them? I don't know because my Tim Tams might melt between the. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a problem. That is a problem. It's a major problem. So someone's going to have to be hauling a cooler and a baby jogger. Okay. <laughs> following we'll us. We'll have to have a power. Wow. I got all that stuff. All I got the blue gel packs. Yeah. So I'll keep your Tim Tams nice all day. Yeah. So, How's it going to flow? Well, if you want to figure out a better plan of how it's going to flow instead of just hearing us talk, you can go to aperturetremont.com. Yep. Uh, we have it linked from our post yep. on upcoming meetups on, right on the homepage on the Film Photography Project homepage. That's always up there. Yep. And so we'll have more details on that. But it's going to be a great time. There's already something like there's a Facebook group for it too, and I think it says something like 60 people are already coming. Is that right? And from as far out as uh, as uh, DC, Maine, um, on the West Coast, we got some we got some folks coming out. Yep. So it's going to be a big deal. Got some people coming down from uh, Toronto, John Meadows. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're carpooling. Rachel Meadows. Uh, Jacob's Camera Closet's coming. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's awesome. Jacob's Camera Closet on YouTube. He's got his YouTube channel. Oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. does he shoot? Everything. Yeah, like the... Really? Yeah. Awesome. Shoots medium format. Uh, he may have some roll cameras. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now it's killing me. Oh, I got to get one. So How I old told is he? him he'll Six. be hanging out with you all day. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'll carry him on my back. I'll be used to the weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's going to be a really good time. Scott... Scott knows how to throw a party. I mean, you've you've been to a Scott party. He really yeah. knows how to entertain. Um, there's a lot of uh, Cleveland's really coming back. Yeah, Betty like, White uh, is in that show. 
What show? Hot, hot in Cleveland. Really? And Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really happening place to be. John, in, le- in less than two weeks. Oh, I can't wait. We're gonna is be it really less than two weeks? Yeah. Wow. June 1st today. That's awesome. Up on the 9th is our uh, London, UK photo walk. Yay. That's yep. right. And I have this from Darren Pancher Riley, who, by the way, has a hilarious video yes, online. Yes, you have which to I'm check it out. I'm going to put in our show notes. Oh, share out. It's called <laughs> I Shoot Pop Stars. Well, uh, y- I, no, draw, I draw pop stars. I draw pop stars. Oh, that stars. thing was hilarious. I think oh, you, you saw, saw that. Oh, the yeah. thing on the Facebook? The, yeah. The, oh, it's yeah. a video. Oh, the oh, video, it's a whole video. On, on Vimeo is, I think, just called Pop Stars. He shows his images, his drawings, then he... Mimics, you saw it, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. He's funny. in a little box in the corner. Some of them are really Mimicking good. the drawings. Okay. Then he mimics the face. Well, uh, if you read his blog, he's doing this. He, uh, he's kind of doing what you're doing with, with only with drawings. He's drawing one pop star a day for 365 wow. days. Oh. And he says on, he only has two. On a random piece of paper he finds yeah, around he says the house. it has to have, you know, other stuff on it. can't be a clean piece of paper. And once he gets started, he doesn't stop, even if it's coming out kind of, you know, crummy. I like the way he did a mic, the, like angry mic. I'm not a pop star. I, I not, know. Yet. not yet. Oh, yet. but he did, you got he, your he did angry mic. He did angry mic. It's pretty good. <laughs> Everybody likes angry mic. I, I have to see that. that I haven't seen it. See, it's a drawing. I'm like... Yeah, that's no. <laughs> good. And it's so cartoony because my eyebrows are like attached to my glasses. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> but the video is awesome. He has two new videos up there. One he shot with the Lomo Kino. Yep. Kino. Kino. Yes. And the music is awesome. It's really great. He, he's he's rolling out some new Pancho tunes. All right. He's going to have a new CD out very soon. So, so we'll uh, Darren for the UK, 1130 Lomo Kino Workshop. He says, I reckon this might overrun a bit, but I'm sure that's fine. Mm. <laughs> Meet and greet all attendees, the photo walk, return to store, group photo, uh, werewolf Lomo Kino premiere, uh, smooth sailors Lomo Kino, oh, yeah. and then smooth sailor performance, 5 p.m. It's going to be a heck of a day. That's going to be an wow, amazing that's a day. Long day. What time does it start? It starts at 11.30. Wow, that is a long day. Yeah. Should be fun. Is, will there be beverages supplied? Oh. Uh, of the yes. Lo- of the lager kind? Yes. Oh, I don't know about the lager kind. No, we'll make that happen. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Call ahead. wiring some funds over to Lomography, and Linda is going to go shopping. Mm. What else is going on in June? Anything else on the road? Um, no, I think that's about it that's on the it? road in June, yeah. So June's a hot month. June is a very hot, hot month. And then for me personally, July, is, it's also heating up. I mean, all summer. Hey, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tams sind Schokoladenbiskuits mit aller Füllung und Schokoladenüberzug. Man kann sie für ganz erstaunliche Dinge benutzen, wie zum Beispiel als Trinkhalm für Milch oder als Bulettenersatz für einen vegetarischen Burger. Mm, Tim Tam Burger. Für Geschicklichkeitsspiele wie Domino. Oder zur Errichtung massiver Monumentalbauten. Oder ganz einfach als Schmuck. Julie. Now Kodak introduces a new pocket camera that lets you take your pictures two ways. What are you doing here? I want to take your picture. I can't come down. I'm studying. Well, that's okay. I can take it from here. The new Kodak wow. Tele-Instamatic camera has two lenses inside that let you switch from normal, flick of a finger, to telephoto. Julie, for goodness sake. Hold it, Mrs. Wilson. Kodak Tele-Instamatic camera. Less than $36 at your photo dealers. Hey, we're back. That's right. Hey. <laughs> you know, uh, Matt had a, sh- a show. What show? Uh, his uh, Dapper, the barber, bar- the barbershop show. Yes, oh, yeah. your eight by tens. You went. I'm sorry, I missed it. Was it Aperture in Cleveland? Right. And the thing is, you it's know, a good show. it's a show. And what yeah. do you have to do? 
to get ready for a show. I like, can't even like, imagine. Like no. Matt, how, like how did you put that together? Like you, ha- you just have to have it lined up way, way, way in advance. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people think they could just like walk in, wa- walk <laughs> pin in them up in a wall with the portfolio. With, with the portfolio and like get it. There's a lot of you know. You really have to have FaceTime with these people that own the, that own and run the galleries. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a local coffee shop or if it's a like a very professional art gallery. You have to have to have to have a, a relationship because you can't just walk into a lot of these right. places. They don't no, have the they time. They're not going to. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to give you that time. You just no. you have to give them a reason. I mean, let's, let's duh, back up. Like before preparation, <laughs> you have to get. Someone to invite you to actually either have someone find you or you go to them, and really, yeah. a lot of it's the first show. You got to go to them. Yeah. You can't. What, you, so, what's the first step of you walking into a uh, gallery and saying, "Hi, I'm a photographer, and I have some photos people might want to look at"? I say, don't even go in as a photographer. Oh, go really? in as someone interested in mm-hmm. art. Show yep. that you know a little something. Yep. Oh, Get them interested. That's like the hook. And then once they see that you're a little knowledgeable, bam, you hit them in the face with, with here's, <laughs> here's what slap them with an 8 by 10 Yeah. You go in and say, hey, do you Hopefully have any pictures wet. by Matt Rash? I hear that guy's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go. You don't have to see it that much, but yeah, you can, you can really, uh, yeah. really thing, show them, just kind of ease into this is what I do, and just uh-huh. be very casual about it. Flash the card. You have to have cards. Something, something with your, something with your name on it. Yeah, if you have a not uh, cards that have an ad on the back. No, if you have a yeah. if you have a two ten or if you have an Instax Mini, just give them a Polaroid. Write your stuff on it. Like, it's very easy, and it's easy to, to take a be picture of them. Write your phone number on it and give it to them. <laughs> They'll be like slick. Oh no, you get, you come in with a mirror and you say, "Here, hold." Yeah, this. you pre, you, pre, <laughs> you take a picture yourself and you give it to them. <laughs> you pre-expose all of them. It's like you yeah, holding yeah, thumbs you up. Yeah. Call this number. Like right below. Yeah. Hold but up a blank give sign. Them, give them no excuse to like forget the card or whatever. Really make an impression, and they'll eventually, you know, come around. It might take months. Some mm-hmm. places I know some uh, galleries that do th- shows for months on end. Those places are rough. They mm-hmm. take yep. stuff two two and a half years in advance. So you have to know you're going to wow. be even in the area that long. You know, if uh, if mm. you're a fixture, that's good. You know, if you're renting out a dark room, you got to like get that stuff together. And then let's say you have a show. You got to figure out length of the show, how many mm-hmm. prints, mm. space. You got to figure out the space. Well, now are there, is uh, well back up. Okay, <laughs> how persistent should you be? You really have to put the line out there and just be kind of like calm about it. And you can get it. You can get a feel if they're going to give you a callback. I mean, do you need some work yeah. online? Like you, uh, you yeah, already had your portfolio. project underway, and you weren't like your gallery show sort of happened in a very natural progression. It, it did. I don't think you. You shouldn't go in to a project, into a personal project or any kind of photo project, saying it's going to end in a show or it's going to end in a book. You can't do that. You have to shoot. You have to do it for you, and that'll. Sh- I think I really think that'll show in the pictures, no matter what your subject is. Right. Shoot for you. When you go in that gallery, you'll they'll they'll be pretty honest with you up front. A lot of them aren't going to string you along mm. unless they want money, and when they want money and stuff like that up front, unless it's a big mm. a big gallery in a really big city. Yeah, some of those bigger guys are pay to play like that, but a lot of them are going to do it on a on a consignment or commission kind of mm. thing. Mm. That's, so that's not uncommon, right? To either do a consignment with a commission, or you rent the space, or I mean, this, you're renting the that's space. The way it is, yeah, renting the space is legit. But I mean, places that want like thousands of dollars up front, Don't, like no, yeah, that that's not that doesn't happen until you get to big big metropolitan mm. areas, and you're talking like guaranteed number of uh, feet walking in the door and right. being, being interested in your in your <laughs> stuff. How many yeah. feet of, of pictures do you have? 
Many, 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 many He's got a lot, I think. Measure pictures and So step one is getting the gig. Getting the gig. And that's probably the hardest part. Finding the proper place that's going to fit well with what you do, And that's that's another thing. A lot of folks will just go into a random, like, coffee shop that likes pretty, like, pictures of, like, kittens and, like, oversaturated trees. If you come in there with... For real? With... Yeah, you know, just like little yeah, that coffee cafe shops called the corners, Kittens yeah. and Oversaturated yeah, the hipster, Trees. The hipster coffee shop. Yeah. Where, you, you can't walk into those with like Same. grungy urbexing kind of stuff. You have to yeah. kind of find a place that looks, that's mm-hmm. looking for that. Yeah. Sometimes they find you if you have a good web presence. Yeah. And that's happened. It's it's not like impossible, but making yourself known helps the probability of that too. So get mm-hmm. your name right. out there. And Around here, that's called Brooklyn. We just took it. <laughs> exactly. Williamsburg. Exactly. <laughs> So, so you get the gig, boom! You have the gig. Get the gig. Now how? Get the gig. Find out every like every last detail. You can be persistent in this because that shows the gallery that you're serious and professional about getting this. This is the part to be a pain in the this ass. This is the part to be a pain in the ass, and because they want, if they want that show to succeed and they're serious about it, they will answer every single question you have about it. So, like, I felt for a while that like I was being overbearing to Scott at Aperture because mm-hmm. this show was happening. Yeah. Every but, day Scott coming to work, there was Matt. Outside. No, <laughs> but I was. I, hey, can I give you? A I had his personal number, and I felt like I was, you know, ringing him off the hook. But we needed to get the logistics down, and then he found it. it really got smoothed out because he found a, smoothed a, out. a lady. Smoothed yeah, smooth. Smoothed. He found a lady that would uh, do some dry mounting, dry mount pressing, and framing kind of stuff like over matting. Because you can do that yourself, but you have to be really, Jeez. I mean, really good, consistent. Someone's buying a product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you have to do it like someone's buying the product. You can't just like really sloppy prints, have them look consistent, look professional. And then you have to schedule out the time. Like how long can I, do I need to reasonably print all these photos? Mm. What kind of expense you think you're, you're walking into? Like, you know, with the dry mounting and the printing out. Yeah. It, without with a frame, without a frame, you can do it in, under $1,000. Yeah. And how, that's, how many photos? You think? I did Is 30 for show? Scott's show. Wow, really? That wasn't, that's not average. Average yeah. shows, I would say big prints, less than 10. Medium-sized prints, 10 to 20. A, a big space and a solo exhibition because a lot of times you're not going to yeah. get a solo exhibition. You might be sharing with a couple people. Right. When you're sharing, I didn't say anywhere from you can expect five to eight good size photos. Mm. But once you add framing to the mix, mm. it's prohibitively expensive unless mm-hmm. you have all that stuff. So well, you, right. Are you expected to have them framed or no? That's what you talk out. Oh, wow. So you know, I work, some some spaces may be like, well, we only have framed prints here. Yeah. Oh, and then some some galleries, paper, you know how galleries used to do it, like in yeah. the, the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and even before then? You, the places that really wanted you, and even the juried shows, uh, there's only one juried show that I enter that still does this. All you have to do is give them the print. They will m- mount oh it, gosh. mat it, and put it, uh, put it behind a... Uh, acrylic wow. but it's because they want everything to look professional consistent. and consistent yeah. and that's yeah. the only way to do it is when right. they control it but yeah. they, will, they, they have yeah. to charge you more they'll just say they're going to deduct they're going to take it out of your yes yeah. But, yeah. but that's Head. it's a good show that's right. the only yeah, reason you do it but you're going to be spending yeah. that money anyway so. exactly so you know it can get pricey quick and that's why even artists that are doing this professionally you know they're ponying up thousands and thousands just to get right this space so with bef- no guarantee bef- before oh, yeah. the show what you, show you could um go broke sort of Very stock up on the ramen noodles like, go, like really yeah oh you're, i'm putting all to, your cash into you are you're putting all your eggs into an empty basket yeah yeah, yeah. rock and roll 
you you really have to have that and you know for people that this is they're not doing the art full time there's not that much coming right. in you know for the hobbyist it can it can be good you know the little coffee shop shows because it costs a little and you sell some prints you can gain Ooh, some steam right. but now do any of them ever do like I mean it always helps to have a, a, a gimmick or something or not a gimmick but some kind of thing that sets a theme. you well uh, something that sets like for me hook. I would think I would do something where it would a cat be, in every photo. There'd be a, yeah, there'd have to be a cat in every picture. <laughs> and then you would, you would actually have the camera mounted like under the picture of each one. You know, oh, kind of geek just, out like that or something. Yeah, you know? well, huh. no, the you film can. film or something. Like, you can yeah. do that. Um, you know, just, I've, I mean, I've not seen anything like no, that. No, I just, I mean, because it's like from, for like ah, with me, yeah, it's all about. It's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant like, idea. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. get to work, though. You do need or, something yeah. that sets you apart. Subject matter. Well, yours is of the large format with, you know, subject matter. Because it's not like if you have a name, if you're Ansel Adams, that is the theme. So, so if you're start just starting out, what is it that's drawing people in, and what is it that's making people it's buy like, it your has work? To be the, like, it has to be something to it. You know, if it's if it is something that's done everywhere in every coffee shop, it has there has to be something. So, yeah. like, I like your kind of like technical thing because actually a lot of people well, that's because we geek out when I think about it on Flickr how we all geek out on the yeah. films. It always says right below what it is, and then you then you immediately go to eBay and look and say, well, what is that thing? You yeah. know, and you say, can I get one? Yeah. What's really funny is I've never seen that in a gallery because most of the people that would buy a photo in a gallery, yeah. they don't care. They don't care. They don't know, you know, my wife's like that. She doesn't want to, anytime with music, anytime I, I start to explain like, oh, he's using a Mellotron on that. And oh, that's a, oh, this guy was great for this. And he's doing oh. it because of that. That's, he, you know, and <laughs> she's like, I don't want to hear it. So she actually prefers not to know anything about. Yeah, a lot of people like that. And it ruins that. music right? for her. Completely ruins music for her. Oh. She knows what it is. If she knows technicalities. Is that right? Yep. She just likes what she likes, and yeah. she doesn't really want to yeah. delve into it. I'm like, it. that big fluffy kick has probably got a ribbon mic on it. You know, and she's like, no. What so. about st- stress? Like, do you find yourself, you know, yelling at the oh, dog? Like, b- building yeah, up like to the, the show. Oh, deadlines are terrible. And, but this time, I was so proud of myself because, like, I, I wanted to be serious about this because Scott puts on a good show. He right. puts a lot. He invests his heart and soul into, mm-hmm. into Aperture, and I wanted, get, wanted to give him a good show. Right. So I gave myself three months to do 30 prints, which is a lot. Yeah. Wow. And to, but he needed them at least three weeks ahead of time yep. to get them dry mounted, pressed, hung up, mm. and to have them how he liked them wow. in the space. Because so that was up to him, not up to you, as far as where they I were. I let be him placed. go with it because his his design, his spatial design sense. Mm. Scott, I mean, you've seen the shop, mm-hmm. Mike's. So you know his design sense is great. That's great. I just had to have them super early. I gave him way. I gave myself way more time than I needed, and mm-hmm. I just had. I gave myself little deadlines like finish the eight by tens this week, finish the sixteen by twenties the next week, and like. And when you're doing darkroom stuff, oh my god, you have to leave days for like fiber prints. Can't even you imagine. You have to leave a day for drying. You have, you have, a, day for you have a couple of nights where you're going to bed, you're uh, laying in bed, going, "Oh my god, I would just I be done? yeah, like oh my god, I, f- I got to spot prints, and I still smell like fixer, you know, like wow. <laughs> What is uh, the stress level associated with? And what if you put on the show and no one comes? And what show? That's been there. Biggest, that's like the biggest <laughs> yeah. fear. Like you get in there and it's crickets. Yeah, yeah. And that applies to musicians. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, and, and it can be. And, it's like, and even you if can, it's a good show, you know, you're, still, you're still so nervous that you f- you're disappointed. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I know it's tough. <laughs> and of course, no one's actually going to buy anything. Yeah. Like, oh, no one's going to say, oh, that one opening right. night. Like, they're not going to do that. They're going to come back. Yeah. And so you, you have see, to yeah. give them that. The images also have to pull them back. Yeah. In a couple yeah, times right. before a sale can happen. So it's yeah. like, wow. it's nerve wracking. And then we didn't even talk about selection. Your selection mm. or the gallery select selection? How to select your prints? How to select your pictures? Eight beca- out of 30 or whatever, right? Yeah, because you're. You're your own worst curator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, 
we've talked about that even on the stupid flicker things. We'll put up the we'll put up something. Oh, this is a great shot. I'm putting this. Oh, this is great. Oh, I'll put it up anyways. This is nothing. And then all of a sudden, everybody's favoriting those one. weird ones that you're yeah. like, why are yeah. they favoriting yeah. that? I was I was talking to Mike in pre-production about this, and what I did is I took my top 15 from the barbershops on mm-hmm. Flickr, which weren't even close to some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I took those, and those 15 were in no matter what because they were top on Flickr. Yep. And then. I had like I think I had like fifty some negatives at the time, so I took the rest of the stack mm. to Professor Jeff and Leslie and like all my mm, you know okay. trusted yep. folks that will they will give me CC constructive criticism, yeah. good or bad yeah, when I need CC. it, real slap in the face, you know like no don't print this. Yeah, and then from there I added a couple of my own personal favorites, and then I had more than I think I came to Scott's with thirty two, and like last minute I was like this one or this one. Did you try showing them uh. to a strudel? <laughs> You know, you know, he just noses him up, and then like the dog snot. I have to, I have to oh, charge more no, for the print good. because oh, uh, yeah, mixed it's media, an original, yeah, mixed media. <laughs> yeah. So it's he always so, thinks everything is rough. Anyway, it's so uh, for someone it's just weird. For yeah. someone who's listening who thinks they have a body of work, what would, it, what would be the advice you give? Get on the internet fast. Like, don't worry about watermarks because how many museums mm. have you been to where you see someone's watermark on an image get the yeah. image out there where people can see it out how it's going to be presented yeah. get a good honest opinion from people mm. that aren't your circle of friends aren't your mom yep. aren't your right. girlfriend <laughs> aren't your dog right and are not just a random thread on Flickr. Exactly. Like, hey, hey I right. want your opinion. No. Right. Well, there are Flickr groups specifically for you post a picture and then you have to comment on three other people's pictures in that group. So, oh, but mm. that's, that's when they say, great picture, cute cat, I look well, it in black yeah, and white, right, and right. then they're done. <laughs> so you're, you're getting no real no, technical... Yeah, so find some place where they're actually like going to give you, not harsh, but mm. like Honest. The, the compliment sandwich. The oh that's nice, but but here's but two sucks. paragraphs of what nice. you can do, mm. and, yeah. and thank you for submitting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or go to a now get to work. Yeah, or go to a, a, a local community college or a professor there or something. Mm. It, I always recommend community like everybody should be enrolling in a community college darkroom course just to like have access yeah, and the opinion available or yep. a rental darkroom because that's, bad that's true. That's that's our darkroom's kind of our, sad. Yeah, it's, mm, the kitchen. Well, you have a darkroom over at J- JS. We see. It's our kitchen. It's our kitchen. It's just oh. our kitchen. It happens to have no windows in it. So. I thought you yeah. about the university. Oh no, the they university have one. It's pretty nice one, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth yeah. University. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's university of smooth. Yeah, smooth you. <laughs> it's always a good deal because you can find somebody there that's going to give you a solid yeah. opinion. Because well, even even the gallery is not going to give you the best opinion. Why? Because they want your stuff so they can try and sell it. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's true. So how much do you have to be prepared for failure? I mean. Very like you have to be yeah. so good at rejection at this point. Like, I'm sure if you yeah you get blown off by a, by a date, you might want to hold off a while and start yep. with the small stuff. Mm. And, just, and just and just keep doing what you do. Yeah, you know who that's, they, they may I come think around. That's all it is, that because on music a lot, and especially when you tend to do a lot of avant garde type music, uh, you will run up a lot of against that. Oh, do I want to do something that somebody's going to like, or do I want to do what I'm going to do? Yeah, for yourself. Because those are usually not the same else. thing. Yeah. 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 So I don't even like Especially for me. We do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time you print all that stuff, you oh, you don't want to see it anymore. You, yeah. you don't well, want to see it You're anymore. living with it for so long. Exactly. You stare at it. And, and that's another thing, fresh eyes. Yeah. So like, yeah. if you're in the darkroom all day printing, or you're at your computer, whatever it is, printing all day, don't look at it. As soon as it comes out, because you're going to love it because you're gonna gonna it. Cause you want to get out of there. It's just like you're you're yeah. grinding in a factory all day. Yeah. Anything looks yeah. good to you because you want to get out at five o'clock. <laughs> That's right. You That's have right. to come back the next day and look at it with a fresh set of eyes yeah. or somebody else's fresh set of eyes and really get a hard opinion. So yeah. now you're making me feel bad about that film I just developed on Tuesday. Maybe it sucks. 
I thought it looked doesn't matter. Good. Give it a day. Yeah. yeah. Let it let it it's rest. Like, it's like smooth when we when we play. Yeah. That night, oh, I that walk away and I'm like, oh man, that, yeah, that session sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, listen to you it two days later, and you're like, that's not actually too yeah, bad. Yeah, you hear something different yeah, from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Like, yeah. uh, you know, who had a great write up on like his experience start to finish with a show. Uh, John Meadows. John Meadows. He did like a, a coffee a coffee shop solo show with a bunch of different alternative printing stuff and he wrote up all about it on his on his blog and facebook mm. and stuff so he did a good full circle kind of what we just talked mm. about yep so and from his, start to finish yeah and his intention was just to get his work out or did he want to do sales like what um, is the motive? i think it was just to have his work out there in the show and to get that whole exhibition process mm-hmm. start to finish but i think he ended up with a couple sales so it's a good uh I wish I would have wrote my stuff up, but yeah, yeah he, he did a really good write up of it. Well, very good. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, but yeah, print your stuff and stay positive about it. You have to really yeah. just have thick skin. Super positive. And uh, this subject kind of rolls right into starting a personal project, yeah. which is a subject that I came up with. Uh, which is, you know, if you decide you're going to test a lot of cameras or shoot a lot, how do you keep motivated and how do you focus? focus on something so that you continually shoot and what you don't realize what i didn't realize is that um because i shoot butler i'm always in butler <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm walking around butler yeah. and after two years i realize that i am the town historian mm-hmm. for this year for mm-hmm. this for this area for this century because once i started shooting <laughs> butler um the the ups driver he's like i got a book to show you yeah, really? he shows up one day and it's a book of uh, Butler from the 1800s through like 1952 when the book was published. Really? Oh, cool. So I'm like, holy smokes. That's cool. So it, just me walking to test cameras has led to um, a project, uh, and I took stills of all the buildings. These are in the book. Uh-huh. And in this book were all the buildings in Butler. Here's the firehouse in 1950. Fire, sh- fire shed. Jeez. This firehouse is still there. Of course, it looks different now. Mm. So I'm like, oh, my God, check this out. So I basically, by just the, the fact that I shoot so much, combined with interest from people in the environment, like the UPS driver, other people, now I have a project. I'm like, okay, I, I made copies of all these pictures. I'm going to walk around town with them in my pocket. Here's a train station when people actually used to commute from commute here. there. And that's uh, 1892. Holy smoke. Wow. So I'm going to shoot the modern day version. Nice. You can shoot of, with a 4x5? Of these, I don't know. Uh, to get the straight lines to make them really match maybe. up? Maybe. You should. Here's, the, I'm going <clears> to <throat> try to get a helicopter. This is this facility. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, is that right? From above in 1948. Wow. So the thing is, a project is right under your nose, but you may not realize it, and if you sort of take interest in the community of just, you know, shooting buildings, you may kind of get bored with it. But in fact, what you're doing is actually of great benefit. Relevant, yeah. Yeah, it is. and if mm-hmm. you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to shoot all of the public buildings in town, mm. I can almost guarantee you that the, um, the film historian in your town is going to want a copy of those. It's going to wake up. <laughs> rub his eyes and say, "Mike, who speak up, kid?" They may not want to pay you. You may, it may not. It's not for 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 monetary reasons, but the Unless fact you live in Beverly Hills, the fact that you're shooting film, and uh, I think helps because of the uh, aesthetic of what you're doing. But the fact that although so many pictures are being shot today digitally on mm. phones, yeah. there is mm. no one 
actually walking around documenting no. buildings. Right. right. Of all the pictures that are being taken in the world, there's, yeah. there's not one person in, in this town that is, is doing something like right. this. Maybe right. the realtors, but they get rid of those images real quick. You know? yeah. yeah. Realtors, absolutely. Because so, they pay the kid to go around and upload them to Google and then yeah. give them five bucks. Actually, in Jersey City, where we live, they, they actually had a couple of, um, I don't know if you'd call it a census or a survey, that's what it was. In 1928 and then again in 1960, they basically, guys walked up and down the streets taking a picture of every single house and every single business in Jersey wow. City. And you go down to City Hall and say, I want to see a picture of 125 Main Street. And they go in the archive and pull out. Wow, that's And cool. you can see what it looked like in 28, again in 60. So I've done that for my house. I've done that for my business. It's really interesting That's to see pretty what's, neat to be able what's to do different that. and what's the same. How, how old is the building that your business is in? Do you know? That was 1900-ish, and my house was about wow. 1870. Wow. So my, my picture from 1928, which was kind of a, I guess, kind of a rough time in the U.S., I mean, you can see all the windows are broken. There's an old woman leaning out the window like, what's that guy doing in the middle of the street? You know, it's, <laughs> Go take yeah. his camera. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting. What's that newfangled thing in his hand? Yeah. And if she had been in there in the 1960 picture, we were going to move out. Yeah. <laughs> she's still there, but luckily yeah, she, she she's uh, she looks the same. She still yeah, exactly. may be there, or you don't know. Think about it. think about starting like a little personal project, yeah. and I think you'll be surprised after a year. You'd be like, "Huh?" You'll got accumulate a body of work, and yeah, with with yeah. minimal effort because you enjoy doing it mm. too. Yep. So that's the, that's the best part. If you're shooting a lot for yourself, you'll find that the pictures just like come. You're not forcing yourself to do it. it doesn't feel like work. So. I bet that would be a good one for the forums or whatever. Somebody could do theme a walk, idea. theme idea or something. Yeah. Like, I bet, you know, the Mark and Mark and Weird New Jersey guys. Yeah. I bet they would yes. be a good one to be like, hey, where should we need a, we need a recommended photo? Like, well, not really a walk, I guess, but yeah. uh, expedition. Locale. And yeah, they could, you Weird know. New Jersey. Weird New Jersey. They have a whole line yeah. of books. They have Weird USA. You just, you can just shoot. I take have all of those. Weird England. Yeah, I think they've magazine. done. Take a long weekend. Too. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about Canon SLRs. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Really? When I shoot a great champion like Ben Crenshaw, history can happen at any time. And that's why I stay ready all the time with my Canon AE-1. The zoom in puts me right where the action is. So if Ben gets that one miracle shot, I get it too. Ben, you try the zoom. Sure. Even with the zoom, the Canon AE-1 is as easy as focus and click. The incomparable Canon AE-1, so advanced, it's simple. Hey, we're back. Hey. Problem is when we take a break, everyone really leaves. Yeah. Well, this time they did. Yeah. So I oh, grew up. No. I grew up on. I missed you, Matt. I grew up on Canon FL lenses and Canon SLR cameras. Uh, this is a donated camera in my hand. It's a Canon TL. I believe it came out in like 1964, and uh, FL refers to the the lens mount for the 35mm uh, single uh, reflex cameras from Canon, uh, introduced in 64, with the Canon FX. This is the TL in my hand. In 1971, the FL mounts were replaced by the common FD mounts. Okay. And they're interchangeable. Oh, so is that mount a little bit differently? Uh, no, it's exactly the same as any Canon lens. Oh, nice. The FD newer lenses, of course, have more features, like A for auto. Auto. You know, for your for your Canon AE one mm-hmm. type camera, I've used th- these cameras my whole life, and I love them. Uh, and we're giving Two more Mar- cokes. No, I'll wait till next show. What show? What show? Let's take the check, thanks. All right, no problem. <laughs> uh, and we're giving away this Canon TL on the show. John, you're always excited about giveaways. Oh, 
I love to put cameras in, in people's hands. This was donated <clears throat> to the show, and I'm thrilled always to get a, uh, a classic Canon. A working around. classic. Oh, man. Does that come with the flash? Oh, it's not for you? Ooh, a TL. You want one? I've got some. Oh. Oh, was I supposed to bring you know two? what I love about yeah. these old guys, Mike? The film advance feels so yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have that like plasticky bit? Yeah. Yes, all metal. Yep. I love these. And this it, is this much like, like a K1000? Yes. Smooth. Well, um, Aperture priority or is it all the, manual? The, um, the light meter, you press this while you look through the lens. Oh, oh look at that. It's a needle. Oh, I love the needles. Now, you see, you're not going to get much because there's 40 ASA film in there. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's the needle's yeah. dead. 40. I'm, I'm yeah, on empty. Where do you find that? This, really? po- this Polaroid Polachrome. Polachrome. Which we're going to talk about oh. on another show. Polaroid right. Polachrome. It's 35 millimeter film that's instant, John. What? But it's 40. <laughs> what? You, you shoot it, the film. You yeah. re-roll it. You put it into a, a Polaroid processor. You crank oh, it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we just yeah. have more of it we're going through. So. If you want to shoot, just put the flash on and shoot. It's that film is go. no longer being developed, is it? Uh, no. Not no. being uh, wow. made, no. Since 1950? Yeah. Since like the no. late, late 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, late 80s, early late? 90s, yeah. Wow. Like the strap. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how late Polaroid made all that stuff. Like, yeah, it always feels like crazy. 60s. Well, they had it. But some of the stuff they, they made up until like 2000. Yeah, something. they had it as early as when, Pol- basically when Polavision went out, that's when like the Polachrome kind of started. Yeah, mm. there's a reason Paul. There there's a reason Paul Simon didn't sing about Paul Chrome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just spiffed up our website. If you would like to win this beautiful 1964 Canon TL 35mm single lens reflex camera, yeah, you all you need to do is go to filmphotographyproject.com Woo. forward slash giveaways. Oh, yep, yep, that'll be fun. Yuppers. So what do you got to do to enter? Just write an email and say, gimme? You fill in your name, your address, uh, your pronunciation. Phonetic mm-hmm. pronunciation. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Not just give me the camera. And why this would be a welcome addition to your Canon. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yes. Canon. Yeah. It's a Canon. I got jokes. Yeah. What, what are you looking at, Mark? What's that on the side there? Battery. The battery's on the side? Yep. That's weird. It takes one of those uh, Mercury 625s. Oh, okay. Man. That's the only reason, that's the only way the needle will work, right? Yeah. Well, this needle does work. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, I've heard that the difference between if you put don't put the right battery in, it, it'll, the meter, light meter won't work well, properly. The meter, you don't use the Mercury. Yeah, if you don't the use the it. meters are off if the, if the battery voltage isn't exact. Exact, yeah. right. And, and some cameras, right. you actually have to recalibrate a little bit every time you put a new battery in because it would be a little off yeah well this camera uh, the battery was originally 1.3 volts yep and the newer batteries that fit are 1.5 volts so Mm -hmm. most sites i've read said the discrepancy combined with the age of the camera doesn't matter yeah yeah sure and well and the latitude of the film you're shooting but there is a difference yes there is of course yeah Yeah. what like an eighth of a (laughs) sixteenth of a stop probably like a third of a stop really yeah but i mean shooting like portra you could call it your hot camera you got a lot of latitude so you don't have yeah. to worry so if you uh would like to win this camera i highly recommend it i've been shooting it with the last two weeks around the studio two yeah. weeks two weeks. weeks two weeks you sound like a bird right. filmphotographyproject.com <laughs> forward slash giveaway and john you always ask the yeah. same question every show what show you ask oh who won who won yeah, who won who won, who won? Oh. thingies yeah what was the uh, last one? okay we gave away two polaroid spectra cameras mm. great prize yep the first uh our first place winner uh was fpp listener joseph fier ferriera 
Ferrera. Ferrera. I can't even read phonetic. Joseph Ferrera of here. Okay, I got it. Ferrera <laughs> of South uh, Carolina, USA. Ferrera ah. Fawcett. Joseph okay. posted in the Flickr group. I received my Spectra today. The first photo I took of it was of my kids. Oh, I read that. Oh, on the that's nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, look is. at oh. that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Follow Joseph on the web. Uh, he's at uh, blog.jafdatagraphics.com. That's blog.jafdatagraphics.com. Is that his first instant camera? I, yes, I, I believe so. Oh, well, that's great. Wow. And the runner-up was Phil Pomber of Michigan, USA. Yay. He won a Spectra too, and a, a both won a pack of Impossible Project. Yay. Shoot, man, that's, oh, wow. the, that's he which, said which which stuff? Uh, Spectra films. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Six eighty color shade. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, Phil says, "What a great surprise! Thank you. My Flickr name is PT." P O M B E R. Okay. Matt's checking up on me. He's like, I sure what's going on. Oh. Like, make sure I know the guy or yeah. not. I don't think, I think I got to add him. Really? Yeah, for once. Usually, I, oh, they know that guy. No. So uh, people do People do win on FPP? Yeah. Yes. Proof. It's true. Yep, it's true. Let's uh, read a few letters real quick, then we'll talk about some uh, cameras. Okay, here's, here's the first letter B. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the count. It's the count. Uh. <laughs> We're doing Sesame Street. Hey, this is from Rick Barnes. Just a quick note to say hello and pass along some film I found at the local Meyer store recently. A local what? Meyer? Meyer. It's a oh, local Meyer. foods. Uh, I started out of I hope you Great can, Lakes area. I hope you can put it to good use. FYI, the two boxes with rubber bands on them are getting short on time. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. It's like an egg timer. I think right? they <laughs> expire in July. That's What's fresh for me. It's, it's, I hope you're all well. Keep up the good work. Uh, donation and closed as well. Ten dollars. Oh, Ooh, that's great. Right. And handwritten. That's, that's going to keep us in Tim man. Tams for the next few shows. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, speaking of Tim Tams, where are Pink they? Tams. We slammed them all. <laughs> well, what are we doing? You slammed them already? No. Let's, let's wait for our break. Oh, you. Looks like we need to brew another pot of coffee. We should, yeah, probably, yeah. we should probably move them. We don't want them to get cooked in the sun. Oh, oh they said it in the sun. It'll be Tim Tam okay. goo. It's, it's getting good. there. No, we're good. We're good. All right. We should melt them all together in one super long. They're open. Yeah, we. One each. All right. <laughs> You're not going to wait? No. We're going to have to beep that. Yeah, they don't make noise. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Uh, hey, um, hey, Mick, Australian from Mike. Hey, Mick. Hey, Mick and the gang. As a, yeah, you should read this. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You're eating Tim Tams. With mouth yes. full of Tim Tams. This is about Tim Tams. Mouth full of Tim Tams reading yeah. it. Hey, Mick and the gang. As a pro Tim Tam eater, I wanted to share a couple of tips. There are always better straight out of the fridge. Always. Always. That was a good tip. I didn't know that. Always. Wow. Wow. This guy's getting really into it. Yeah. (laughs) This is like... Cryogenically freeze with the nitrogen. Nibble off the the diagonal corners and use it as a straw. (laughs) As a straw. Straw. Mr. Brown would be a good choice, but my personal favorite has to be a ripper port. Oh, a nipper port. Oh, this guy's oh. this guy's boozing and drinking and eating jams, man. A nipper port. Awesome. I thought that was, yeah. All Thanks right. for all your great work. You have inspired me to develop my own film. <laughs> and because I don't do anything in half measure, I jumped into developing four by five. The poems have it wrong nice. when they say five by four. From my Hamilton <laughs> Titan pinhole camera. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. You got to show that camera some love. I'm hooked. Cheers from Mafra, Victoria, Australia. Good on you, mate. You friends with this guy, Matt? He knows my first Nibble name. off the corners. Dan. Oh, Anthony Mar- Okay, yeah. 
Matt knows everybody. Seriously. It's like, there's not one person who writes into the show Matt does not know. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy. Australia, they love the 4x5 pinhole. Yeah. They're, uh-huh. all do, they're all doing amazing stuff. With it. Like, every time I see, like, the, the images, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so sharp. And then I wow. click it, and I keep, it I keep looking at the full size, and I'm like, this is pinhole? You can't yeah, even tell. That's amazing. The, the pinhole, they had the worldwide pinhole day back in April. Wow. What? Yeah, there's like a worldwide pinhole day. Yep, 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 wow. yep, yep, yep. Toward the end of April. I don't know anything about pinhole, but but the, the idea is it's got infinite depth of field, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just because it's such a very small, wide, wide opening. Right. It's like everything's in focus, yet it's not in focus at the same time. Ah. But Ooh. Ilford did such a good job boring very a, 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 very, a very precise pinhole ah. that... And it's like F two hundred ninety five or something like that. It's uh-huh. it's really tiny, mm. but it's just the, so you get the like a three hour exposure. But pretty, the, it's pretty reasonable. The yeah. exposure, outdoors, like, yeah, outdoors, the sunlight, yeah. But some people are even putting color film in there, and usually it's uh, it's such low contrast because it's such a shallow depth of field, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's muddy because there's nothing resolving it. It's just right. an open pinhole. You can even shoot color film in this with mm. this camera it's a, it's amazing but they what they're in love with it in australia think? the what lens cameras itself go for you think? um they're they're a bit pricey but it's like if you're if you're wanting to get into it hmm. they're they're beautiful beautiful cameras i'm talking I, I, like I, four grand three grand whoa no like like 200 bucks <laughs> oh for crying out loud that's oh yeah, yeah mr moneybags but over they have, here they have interchangeable what is it, four, five grand? Your flash is on. I, i'm still <laughs> in talks i probably shouldn't oh, no, talk about this but i'm still in talks with ilford because they have an eight by ten prototype in talks for, for 8x10 pinhole. Oh, really? And they, I, I emailed them the second I heard about it, and I was like, I want to try this. I yeah. shoot 810 all the time. So Awesome. We have a maybe. Well, thank Ooh. you, Anthony, for well, the email. Keep uh, us posted, Matt. Oh, well, well. Thank you, Anthony, for the email. Uh, Here is a letter from uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey with a G. He's, he says, just want to say hi. The May 15th podcast with the contest made me jump on this and email you. Love the podcast. I used to own a camera store. So wow. love your bantering about stuff I, used, I still own or sold, like the hmm. Minox conversion. Hmm. I used to work for Leica Canada as well. So Ooh. as a distributor for Minox, I have cameras, flashes, special developing tanks, chemistry tripods, etc. Oh, my goodness. He's the man. I'm going to send some pictures of the Minox gear soon. Why not send the gear? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take pictures of it. Just send the gear. It'll be life-size no matter what because it's send so small. Here, we'll take pictures of it. I shoot with Leica, Mamiya. Flexoret, Minolta, Kodak 120s, Baldas, Zeiss 120s, and the Sun 600. Question. Can I adapt a Polaroid ADB? Answer. Answer. No. Not worth it. Oh, we, I thought we were going to do it together. Let's chime in. I just totally, <laughs> yesterday, actually yesterday morning, I totally impulse bought a 110A that somebody the put A's, up. Oh, really the, nice the, A's, yeah. the A's and the 95s yeah. are really easy Adaptable. to convert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so. the 80s just have that weird solid construction, and you have to take a lot. It's kind of like the camera you're showing me. It's just a, it's an overhaul job. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was also thinking about taking the lens off and throwing it on, the, on and, a pack camera. And Andy Jenkins has a modified 95. Really? Yeah. Frankenstein. Here's a letter from Kevin Duckett. Who? How to, how to pronounce your name? Duck it. All <laughs> <laughs> right. He says, I love your podcast and all you're doing to help keep film photography alive. I came across something film-related on the Google. What Google? And wanted to share it with you guys. Apparently, this guy, Jamie Livingston, took one Polaroid picture every day for 18 years when oh, he was yeah. in his early 20s Jeez. up until the day he died. That's a really sad wow. post they made about it, yeah. His photos show things from everyday life, but when you start looking at the collection as a whole, you see how life progressed and how he formed new friends and relationships over time. Hmm. Did he only take one a day? Was it yeah, well, it was one of the, and someone yeah. has archived it as like a flash gallery. So you, like, mm. you select a year, and there's like sad music playing. There is, yeah, like I said, it would have to sad. be. It's he so died sad. of an illness, so mm. you see, like oh, from life deteriorate. It's like it's yeah. like a flower. It's like uh, life blooming, then uh, withering, uh, dead. Well, wow. I don't want to see that. That's too depressing. Yeah, keep those shows coming. 
Wait, how old was he when he died? Not too oh, old. Not too old. Thirties, I want to say. Oh, maybe forties. Maybe forties. But I mean, he was young when he started the project. So I really like shooting black and white film. Would you mind sending me a roll? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it silent. Like we, that. we really like Tim Tams. Would you send us some? Okay, Kevin. I'm gonna send you a roll. What does that mean? Is that I the mean, goose egg? Oh. <laughs> I need to check it when I send them. Oh, oh wow! It's got the. Wow. I thought it was a goose yeah, egg. We'll around drop boxes on everything. Oh, this is exciting! You fail, caveman. Smart. This is from <laughs> John. This is from Greg McNeil. You kidding me? Oh, Say hello to Nissy. Greg McNeil. Greg. Greg McNeil. Greg. Is shooting a a. Uh, Full music video using the Lomo Kino. I just want to update you on the Lomo Kino music video project. We completed one of five days shooting. Jeez. Oh, my God. We shot 47 rolls of this Kodak. This guy's going to go insane editing this. We shot 47 rolls of Kodak Portra, and the day was great. You can read about it here. Oh. E-L-B-M dot... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Really... Here's really, what we think of your video. I'm really, really sorry. I'm sorry. That was a, God, it's just terrible. Choke. It's a choke. <laughs> choke. This Coke cherry. This <laughs> cherry Coke. It's this cherry Coke, Coke zero. I'm really sorry. It's so good. That out of there. E L B E L B M dot blogspot dot co dot uk. Greg McNeil, M C, capital N E I L L. He's at the Isle of Bute in Scotland. Whoa. Greg. You know who's doing this processing stick. and scanning? Who? Jack from the lab. Really? Lomo. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Jack. We met Jack yeah. in uh, downtown. That's Central. right. They're used to doing dozens of rolls at a time. So he wow. went to Lomography and said, hey, I'm doing music video using the Lomo Kino. Mm. You know, I need some help. Here. Wow. So they're figuring out 40, a way to do all the scans. For they can figure out a way Woo. to scan it in. Great. That would be I think if anybody would know, well, it'd be you, Lomo. Yeah. Like, Why can't the they come out with a uh, down an updated updated version of Silverfast with a preset like it does for 35 millimeter frames? Maybe yep. you'll have one preset that says Lomo Kino, and it just goes. You should be able to make wall. your own template. Dang right! Cool. And there's also uh, lip sync in this. He's sync. Oh boy! He's singing, oh syncing that. So they got to get the, the frame Kino rate. Frames? Oh, what did well, you use? A drill gun to keep it? You know. What, well, was, what was the What was the website? I want to check it out. Oh yeah. Oh, now he's interested. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how he interested. did. Yeah, we'll have to look at. It. I wonder how he did crank the film to k- keep it that k- even. K- 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 yeah, maybe he had a click track. Give me or maybe they E-L-B-M sang it really slow. E-L-B-M dot L-B-M dot blogspot dot co dot uk. Oh man, look at this! Look at that! What look at that! Fire, it's called fireworks. Oh, look at how they, they. What did they do to this thing? We've got the low keynote like built right, into I'm a box. Up. Everybody's getting up, Greg. Right. Look wow. at John's computer. Uh, I'm not. Wow. Yeah, they I'll put a, uh, a glass lens oh, over it. Oh, I see. It. It's got like a... It's, it's got like a... Yeah, pull ND or something over there. They're, they're, they're oh, geeking out. There they are. There's Greg. I imagine one of those guys is Greg. These are going to fly. One of these two guys. It sure looks like Scotland. Thank you, Greg. Shot 30 rolls of Porcher 160 Wow. Yeah, each day he's shooting 30 rolls. That's more than I shot last year. That's a lot. You can go through it. I'm really interested to see how this all comes out. Yes, we are. Yes, yes. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael Rosso. Did you know that the Film Photography Podcast is listener-supported? That's right. Without you, there is no film photography podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the Film Photography Podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner, clicking the Donate button. Your donation will keep the Film Photography Podcast running through 2012. 
Any purchase that you make in the Film Photography Podcast store will also support the Film Photography Podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Uh, let's talk about some cameras. Okay. Dang, what, do you got? Uh, what do you got? I, I see oh. here on my notes you brought a Fed 5. V. Yeah. Look at that. Looks like a B, but it's the Is that a Russian camera? Yes, yeah. this is. 1977 rangefinder. Is that your I, first rangefinder? Uh, my first range? Yeah. No. Oh. No. Sorry. Get out of here. So, yeah, no, I, I just was, uh, it was funny. I, I was, my uh, my wife's grandmother, they're, my wife's from Moscow originally, and they That's always have these stories start. Yeah, yeah. And they we were hanging out, and I had brought the, my Canon A1 at last Thanksgiving, and we're hanging out, and I'm taking pictures, and I'm like, oh, look at the old camera, you know, whatever. And she's like, I used to have a Fed Five, which was a really good camera, you know. Wow. And I was like, wow. really? Oh, okay. So I'm thinking of these old old things, you know, and I'm like, oh, cool, I got to. So I looked it up, and it, I'm like, 1977. Mm. Dane's a hero now. And you're, going, you're going into your, your in-law's house with, oh. with these Russian cameras? Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I get it when I go back in now with the <laughs> Russians. Com- you're finally like, comrade. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. More vodka for him. No, so what happened with this one is I, so I got out in there. I was like, I got to get, get a Russian camera, whatever. Yeah. So I, uh, I found the one on the guy. A guy, I guess he was in one Ukraine? of those Eastern European. Yeah, I think there's, it was like one, Ukraine. Oh, I see a lot of Ukrainian And uh, he was a guy that had a real good history of them and he cleans them he tests them he tells a good like so i was like you know it's worth the extra just five bucks as we're talking you know this is fourteen dollars whatever i was getting this one and he's like it's gonna be this much shipped and i'm like hey wait a second could you you combine shipping you know the usual ebay thing and and i went and looked and there was another one which we'll talk about in the next show the smina six so i combined the shipping i'm like all right good i'm getting into the russian yeah you're buying it right in but i got it uh dug in you know adjusted the range finder to so it lines up nice real easy to do it's uh, a real beast of a camera yeah you just it's really easy on the fed fives you just you push this way and there's a little spring and the whole front comes off no and there's two little screws and you just huh. vertical and horizontal really and uh yeah it lines up perfect it's, uh, so i never would have the noise the noise no the i don't have either because most march finders are expensive and yeah. then like this yeah. guy nah, yeah dane knew that i could fix it, well, Mar- it. yeah that's what i always <laughs> mark's like <laughs> dane has a, mark's like just dig in and do it and dane like, has a lamography fit, fritz the blitz on it yeah it's kind so, of funny yeah, it fits nice though it fits look at that real nice fritz fits right on there nice i that was the trick about this one though is the, the fritz this is, fits shoot it the trick with this one is <laughs> is yeah, if you you can't set on the top, it's got the uh, shutter speed, and you can't set it before you cock you it won, or you'll it's break old it. Style, yeah. It's got a pin really? in it. Why is that? From 1977, though. I know. <laughs> yeah, the, that's that's from 50s models yeah. because these were oh, bad yeah. copies of 50s well, yeah, rangefinders. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what you once you you cock it, then you set your time, and then you then you're good to go. The weirdest thing is, I, so I shot a roll with the flash. I'm like, great hot shoe. Oh, by the hot way, shoe. about the hot shoe. 
Not you. See this uh, little nipple right there in the yeah, back? Yeah. Okay, very important that you ha- you cover that with a plastic because that? that's that's a that's a P- uh, PC PC jack. socket. Oh. And when you if when you go, uh, you'll get the flash going. Leaks light. And you'll, uh, you'll go up, and put your forehead, and it'll go pop. Oh, shocks you! <laughs> Shock you right oh. in the middle of the head. <laughs> Damn Russians! <laughs> so, it's, it's Industrial so, Russian. Yeah, they like, if it doesn't hurt, it's not really no, it's photography. Not You're not taking pictures. What you yeah, PC and then on the Smita Six, every time you. You cock oh. it. You poke yourself in the finger with a spring. Oh like, yeah, this one had a spring stick. They're the most it's unergonomic cameras. So have you, you shot a roll yet? Yeah, like it ergonomic. looks great. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, it does have a character to it. It's kind of got that uh, like un- kind of less saturation, yeah. kind of grayish kind of. Just flatter, softer. It's yeah. flatter and soft, and it's just got that kind of. It's I good guess for it's black. It's good for contrasty black and white film, mm-hmm. or like a con- like a cross process kind of look because okay. that's a stronger look. Like oh. you shoot something contrasty, and that brings it down to like a normal look. Oh yeah, because it's like. The Lomo kids, that's why they love it, because they cross-process everything. Uh, yeah, right. i got to get some more you of that. You know what's going. fascinating, John? What's that, Mike? The fact that pre-eBay, you know, with so many cold wars in this country, like, <laughs> like it was almost impossible to have these yeah. cameras in this country. No. Yeah. And now, in the now 80s at, or the 90s. We're talking 35 bucks for both shipped. Yeah. Wow. So, not and only, shipping was yeah. tw- was $20. <laughs> Jesus. So, that's really fascinating. And this yeah. is an area of FPP that we've neglected. We haven't really gotten deep into the feds. There's yeah, a lot the of Russian PPers shooting with the feds. There they, are. It's there got are. a, a lot of the rangefinder guys love yeah. them. It's got oh. a nice feel to it. It's got a good sound. I mean, you know, I always like the feel on the on these on these. Uh, the shutter which, clicks. Yeah, yeah which is just the, just the weight. That's you know, every, everything works on yeah. it still. It's, it's always amazing to me that no batteries. It's all springs and gears. And what's the widest aperture? Uh, on this one is a two point eight. Okay, two point eight. Oh, and yeah. what are your uh, uh, your uh, shutter speed Speeds selections? Are, uh, with replaceable lenses too. Sixty. Oh, the, the it goes from uh, <laughs> well, you can, yeah, it's. It's, uh, you know, the usual B, then 500, <laughs> you know, 500, 250, 125, 60, 15, 8, 4, down B. to 1. Yeah, B. And, B. and then it's got this one that I had took me about two rolls to figure out. I've been using it with a flash. <laughs> and uh, there's this, I'm like, it only, it's, you know, I'm reading the manual. Oh, it syn- syncs at 30. And I'm like, well, we're, there's no 30. It goes from 60 to 15. What am I supposed to do? And I never, and then I see this red over on the, the red opposite mark. side yep. past in bulb. 30, past yeah. bulb. Yeah. If you go this way, it won't go there. You have to go clockwise, past B. Can't get there. And Mark was saying there's lenses? Yeah, what are you saying? There's yeah, the, lenses? Yeah, you can get, I'm pretty sure on the Fed 5, you can take that lens off. Oh. Yeah. Can't you? I've never yeah. tried. I didn't. Oh, go Because I've seen Fed 5 bodies on Oh, uh, yeah, on maybe eBay. there's a, yeah, oh, just, just like a screw thing or something? Just, just throw, drop it on the floor and it comes right off. Do you have film there? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, the Fed 5 doesn't come off. No, this one doesn't come off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you oh, go. wait. Let me go on the web page. Erase all that. Well, do we cover Today? everything? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just uh, it's a great camera for uh, if you want to get into the. It's a classic from where I can you, tell. Do you sort of have fun finding a camera like that that you've never heard of? Yep. That it's sort of a challenge. Yep, it is, and and it also it's like a new. It's just uh, shooting a roll with it because you're kind of like, oh, what's going to look like? Hey, what's yeah. it, this is going to be cool? And you actually makes you want to shoot more because you're like, I don't know what this is going to shoot like. And there's a figuring it out to it. There's a there's right. a different you know just getting used to the its pro, its own process. For all you folks out there listening who you know maybe haven't you know have been sticking with one camera, Matt, I think you would agree. Once you start shooting with these cameras, older cameras, when you pick up one, you start immediately like when you picked up this camera uh, you yeah, have here in Olympus, the, the, the tester. Yeah, the OM ten. OM ten. I mean, once you never shot with this camera, yet you immediately know you start looking. Okay, where you know, where's shutter speeds? Well, the first thing I the first thing I do is I, I feel around on it, and yeah, I know I love the adorable cable release. I feel around on it and try to try <laughs> to get baby in the tub. Try to get the uh, 
see what it feels like if there's any camera I've shot with before. Yep. It's like that. So I pick it up and I go, oh, AE1P. And I start, I already know half of it because I know that yep. camera well. So, <laughs> And the cameras that I produced in the same years have similar features. Similar builds just because so, they competed right. against each other. They wanted to have the same kind of feel. Now, so. do you have, did you like the feel of the Fed? I do. It, it has its own feel. I mean, it's just, it's, like it's got weight to it. It is big. feel of the Fed. Yeah, did right. you bring that over the in-laws yet or not yet? Not yet. I'm go- we're going this summer. So I, I just points. got this about a yep. couple months ago. I'd oh, like yeah. to get into the Russians too. If if uh, if if any European FPPers are listening, it's really hard to get Smeenas and Feds and Zenits and things like that. So Zenits and Jupiters. Cool. And yeah, if you, if you offer really cheap U.S. shipping, you'll you'll sell them. What's like when I was in cheap? London, I went to the Portobello Road Market and there were tables of zenits and feds mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll and trade them film in the yellow box yeah i know <laughs> just swap and bring them pantyhose and, and chocolate it's, it's tough here because you're really limited to ebay <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and, but the, but the shipping either they don't offer u.s shipping or the shipping is 50 you know 50 dollars which is understandable but right yeah but um, usually a lot of the cameras i've been looking at from russia what's it? hold it up because oh. i'm in the market for a panoramic camera like a horizon mm. 35 bucks shipping yeah, exactly. Which when the camera's twenty and then it's thirty-five, oh. yeah, but whatever. What'd you bring, Mark? Yeah, what'd you bring, Mark? I brought oh, good old bring? American steel. I brought it, sure, and a lot of it. The Argus C3, Argus. aka the brick, the, the pirate's camera. Argus. It is. It, it, they call it the brick. Yeah, it I mean, like it is a brick. It is a, and it's solid. It's, it so, <laughs> it's the it's the laziest <laughs> camera design ever. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's kind of, I mean, you could say timeless. I mean, Lomo could come out with this camera today. Leica could come out with this camera today, and it would look modern. Um, mm. It's just a brick. But it's, yep. I mean, it's built like a tank. It weighs like three pounds. Yep. Yeah, I love it. That's well, the smaller one, you too. What year yeah, right. We These were made, the Don't C3s so were happy. made from 30, 30 He's just tired 39 from holding to 66, it up. I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Take the picture. Most of the ones you'll find are Early. the 40s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, this like one's that. a 53. Oh. And this is a 35 millimeter camera. Yes. So 135. That was yours. Standard. Yep. Yeah. 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 A, it is a rangefinder. Um, 3.5 interchangeable lenses, but Ooh. it's complicated to change the lens because you have to take the front of the camera yeah. apart okay. to swap the lens out. And some so it takes of them have like minutes. these god awful meters What's on the them. What's the standard yeah. lens? Uh, what, what millimeter? Uh, it's a 50 millimeter, 3.5. Okay. So that's what they usually all come with. And then just coincidentally today, I just got my 100 millimeter for it. Is that an add on or you have to change the lens? No, this you have to disassemble the front of the camera and then this screws on. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but this, yeah, again, 100 millimeter, 3.5. For both you guys, the Fed and the Argus, is, was there a light meter in these cameras? Oh, well, actually, that's the difference between on the Fed. There's the, this is the 5V. Yep. The 5 actually has a selenium light meter right okay. there. Uh, but uh, this one does not. This one does not. The 5 I value. Yes. <laughs> when you guys are outside with your, your uh, cameras without light meters, are you pulling out your iPhone and using to meter? Sometimes, or, we, or, or you kind of... Like yes. I'll, I'll sunny, sunny 16, 16 thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty good with the Sunny 16. Okay. I get Although close. I always do stupid things like, oh, Sunny 16. Oh, wait, I've got 800 speed film in it. How does that work? Mm. And then I'm, yeah. then I'm screwed. But yeah. but yeah, because I have to, I, we were just talking about this on the way here. Is depending on what camera I use, I have to be really careful now about what film I put in the camera. Like I thought, okay, I'm bringing the C3 today. It's kind of a dim studio. And this camera only goes down you know, or my other one actually only goes down to 30, I think is the slowest shutter okay. speed on it. So I had to make a conscious effort to put 800 in it or something so I'd actually be able to take pictures with it. Have you uh, shot a roll and got your results back yet from this camera? Yes, I did. It's good. Uh, my, my biggest problem is there's no interlock to prevent double exposures. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah there is. Mine, mine has it. You, have, it? A, you have one too? Ours. Oh, no. Oh, you mean to prevent double exposures. Right. Oh, I, I'm thinking overlaps. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, no, double exposures. Yeah, that so I th- double exposed a bunch and like I'm just, I'm stupid. Um, and also the, I mean, on mine, the uh, the aperture 
adjustment is really, really loose. So there'd be times it where I'd walk around with it, and, and then mm. I'd take a picture or two, and then i look and realize, oh, it's closed itself down to... Most of them, that's the first you know, thing that F-16. goes corroded and gets sticky. So. Well, well, I mean, my, yeah, mine's actually works too well. The, uh, give the, uh, I, I did. I thought like I broke it. But yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to work. You must actually take a picture. This one, this the one I have, I mean, it's black, which is how they usually came, but I actually, I already got some some pure white Tolex. I'm going to recover this one tomorrow and just make like a pure... And what, there's a PC port for that for Flash? No, that's the fun part. Yeah, this has... Look what he did. This has the Argus. Well, yeah, Dane has one too, but this has the special Argus handle. It was a big bulb reflector flash and that that is the argus uh, handle he, that you just shoved yeah, in there so this is the original one that, that of we, course you want to modify and put a hot shoe like on it do, so we can just drop anything and then you can still put the reflector behind it that makes it look kind of cool oh that's right you had that yeah set of glass yeah, yeah. So now did you seek funny. out this camera or was it in a, a mixed lot that you won no this one i i've seen these around and i always thought they were yeah. cool looking and dane actually got one a few weeks ago and after he got it and i kind of felt around a little bit well after you went I to I the trouble to figure out how to hot shoe the flash and you had a flash arm so you're like now i need a camera yeah and I mean, you can literally, these are, they made millions of these. They, they made did. them for 30 years. So you can, I mean, I think this one on eBay shipped was $11. Yeah, yeah don't pay. I was going to say, and if you're looking for them, don't pay any more than like $10, $20. Yeah. And if you have family in the Midwest, those are paperweights. You in any, the any, any, anywhere in the Great Lakes, those Paper things are paperweights. Wings. You go to an antique shop and yeah. they like. They're like, yeah. Every every place with hipsters just decorates with those because you can find them everywhere. Yeah. Everybody, every college God. kid's got a brick. Well, and this one, Is this that came, right? this actually came oh, with a, uh, yeah. This came with a ripped up, a slightly ripped up case, and then my dog chewed it up. So I got an eBay. Oh, awesome. I bought another one for eleven dollars that awesome. had a case. So basically, if you need a new lens, it's eleven dollars. Buy a new body. If you need yeah. a case, it's eleven dollars. So I'm going to end up with ten of these things. So uh, speaking of uh, acquiring possible gas, yes. uh, first time Kevin, you know. Pink Kevin. Yeah, pink he's always pink like, uh, he's always like Kevin Pink, as he is in my phone when he calls me. <laughs> um, he's, you know, he's like, oh, you and you camera nerds. You guys doing over there, you camera nerds. You know, and mm-hmm. we're being camera nerds yeah, over there. Yeah. So he saw this and he was like, hey, wait a second. I, that's, one, that's that one from the Harry Potter movies, right? Or whatever. And he oh, goes, can, yeah. you know what? Can you guys get me one of those? And I went, oh, oh really? Oh, I think yeah. we can do that. Uh, I don't said, know if the camera nerds can <laughs> find this. But then he, he got one. He, he oh, texted he me yesterday one. morning. He's, he, he said, did get oh, one. He said oh, I think, I think uh, if I'm, unless I'm thinking of the wrong story, but he's like, oh, yeah, my wife has this old camera. So he texted me a picture of it this morning, and it's this freaking beautiful Nikon SLR. Oh, Nikon that. With a 1.8 on oh, it. Oh, yeah, that. that. I don't even yeah. remember what, what an FT. No, that's a different story. Yeah, so now, so maybe, so now he's got nicer cameras than we do. Yeah. Oh, this is a great secret. function. Good secret. You ever caught in a crowd and things get a little out of hand oh, and you want to get out as fast as you can? You pull your Argus arm flash off the modified hot shoe. You turn on the flash, and then you can just cattle prod your way out. Show Matt. Oh. <laughs> Who wants some? I thought you were going to do How the much Kodak, of a vault is the Kodak it? thing. It depends it, on the flash. It's a sting. It's a sting. It'll hurt. It's a, it's a little... Yeah. I yeah. remember how I told you I got shocked well, by your stick flash when we were trying oh. to... F- so. Remember when we were trying to figure out that stick flash? Oh, yeah. I got, yeah. I got, I got, I got shocked a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's so, a cattle prod. It's a, it'll get you out of a, out of a you know... Well, people go, oh! Oh, hey! Gentlemen. 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 Yeah. Okay, we're going to be back with the book of the month. Hey, we're back. You know, this is a great topic, Matt. 
existing light photography. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I've been looking like at you this. Guys all love. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Sit in so, front of me here. That's so great. this is uh, this is from the FPP library it's around Kodak the corner. Yeah. It's a Kodak I'm book. The, the Kodak Workshop series, existing light photography, and this is the revised edition that includes information on new Kodak films as of. <laughs> 1987. Yes. Awesome. Wow. Great. But it's, soon. it's all about it's all about balancing natural light with uh, mid 1980s. Yeah. Kodak came out with a VR 1000 35 millimeter film. I remember I was shooting it at the Roger Waters concert in 1984. Right? Yeah, those those shots are up on Flickr. Yeah, a little. It's like in fine grain. The grain is like the size of my head. It's like hail. <laughs> yes. It's a hailstorm. Yeah. But there's so there's so many great examples in here about when to use. Uh, ADA, ADB <laughs> filters to kind of make up for light. What? <laughs> He's pilfering. <laughs> Just great stuff in here. And, right. and classic <laughs> examples. Like, you know, I can only call it 80s light. You know, like the, the, the light. three light setups where they have the natural light coming oh. in and they've got the gel oh. flashes and, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. a little bounce. There's a few uh. guys on Flickr who shoot models. The um, I always think of uh, Mike Jan Schultz. Jan Schultz on on Flickr. Mm. Every time he guys. he uploads a photo, it's up for eight minutes and it's got eighteen hundred views and like thirty seven favorites. Serious? Wow. Seriously, he's like he's huge. <coughs> wow, I see, I see those all the time. I'm so jealous of those people. So it's natural beautiful. light. The subject matter is beautiful. All the women are gorgeous. The photography is amazing, and it's natural light. Oh, that's light. the trick. I didn't. I didn't. Really oh, that, that, that sounds like well, work. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's a Cub Scout. That's gorgeous. That is. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now you're on Flickr always, Matt. Do you notice there's a, a mix between natural light guys and flash guys? Is there? A, a they're camps. They're they're discrete camps now, uh, just because. I think and I think it is the the guys who lean towards natural light and that that is myself included they do it either because they're it's either a lazy thing or it's a they haven't they either don't like lighting or don't know enough about it mm-hmm. to introduce it with me it's with the the 8x10 pro, with the barbershops I just don't do it because I'm already lugging around too much equipment. Lights yeah. scare oh people. Lights scare strangers. Yeah. They really do. You mm-hmm. have to know it and have a setup and yeah. want to do a model to really bring in light with the big equipment. Mm-hmm. If if you're doing like medium format, popping in a flash every now and then, balancing it out. That's just. I think that's just common sense. You know, if uh, when I was yeah. doing the more of the wedding grind, you have to know that. You have to know what what it's going to look like when you mm-hmm. add in the light. Your your flash distance your aperture what it should be mm-hmm. you, you have to know light to do that if you're doing existing light with with film and you're indoors you, ha- you just have to know light you yes. either with a bunch of reflectors and assistance or off-camera mm. flashes mm. uh gels balancing out you have to know that and and that's this book is a great mm. primer for that it's great yeah. So oh. you know you have that box of old. Everybody's got that box of old like Tiffin filters. They don't they don't yeah. know what they go to. Yeah. Yep. This this gives you the perfect oh, guide. Whether you're using color, have color good. films, uh, tungsten films, slide yeah. films, yeah. all that, all, all okay. the balancing is in there. Cool. Great. What's the book called, John? It's called Existing Light Photography from the Kodak Workshop series. So I guess you would Google that, and that there'll be an eBay purchase. The Google. Google. Yeah, or like an Amazon for sixty-seven cents kind yeah. of purchase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to be back with Darkroom Tips. We're going to take a break and uh, run our donate spot. Uh, all these fine cameras we give away, they are rotated donations. It keeps everybody happy. Mm. Everyone's real thrilled. Cool. It's cool. So if you have a camera that exists, if you like have an arsenal of cameras and you don't shoot with one because you're like, you know what, you're sick of it, you're tired of it, you just don't, don't need it anymore, Yeah. send it to FPP, FPP and we'll pass it along. In the case of uh, Dane, thank you, you very much. Dip. Dane did a 
you know, the whole idea is like a pass along mentality, share. And um, if you have a camera, don't don't put it on the bay. Uh, give it back. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Dane, I gave him, I jump started him into 110. Yes, yes. And then uh, when he was done with it, he gave it back. Yep. And now we're going to give it away. Yep. Not today, but next year. Yeah, it works. It's, it works great. Got some good shots. Yeah, so it's very cool. So let's run the spot, John. Okay. Hey, this is Michael Rosso. Did you know that the Film Photography Podcast is listener-supported? That's right. Without you, there is no Film Photography Podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the Film Photography Podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner, clicking the Donate button. Your donation will keep the Film Photography Podcast running through 2012. Any purchase that you make in the Film Photography Podcast store will also support the Film Photography Podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. Hey, we're... Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, you know... Take a picture. Uh, we got some darkroom tips here, and it's called calibrating your equipment. And that's kind of a I, I thought. Oh yeah, I, thought, I forgot about that. Especially if you're using a public darkroom. Any anytime there's other people in your space, you really have to, uh, you know, because calibrating that's a really broad term. It is a broad term. You can go super technical, like calculus level technical, with some of your stuff, like charts and graphs. And but I'm not going to get into that today. Just the very simple taking notes and knowing when you get in there, everything's going to come out just the way you need it. What? So when you say calibrate your equipment what is it we're calibrating like what what so, equipment um well when you're anything in the dark room that you you use so calibrating how much developer you use mark you know mark on your on your container how much oh look at this he's getting that out oh, marking on your got a little workshop on, going yeah. on here Jeez. marking on your uh your graduated cylinder how much developer you always get so yep. just to be this is all in the name of consistency Gotcha. So using the same amount of developer, using the same and larger height and aperture, so you can get a standard time for printing, so your prints all look the same. It's very basic stuff. Getting a thermometer in there, mm. so your temperatures are close. Get a thermometer in there. Yeah. A thermometer in there. Take notes. It sounds, it's, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds very like fifth grade, but no, take notes. It, you need to be remedial about these things yeah. because you, you're trying to take – any kind of guesswork out of stuff. Yes, and the, the less guesswork, the more the more money you save. That, that's all it translates mm. to. So if you like being artsy and you have a lot of money, go, go crazy. Yeah. But if you're on a budget and well, you still want to do, you know, silver gelatin printing, mm. uh, color developing, you have to get a little bit technical. And I'm not talking, you know, you don't have to get It's not get crazy in technical. No. And then if you want to get a little better with your calibration... A, steal your dad's bubble level or someone has a bubble <laughs> level or your, your phone has a yeah, bubble level. Has a bubble yeah. Level out your enlarger. A lot of people don't do that and mm. they, they, they have fuzzy corners and like really sharp corners right. because their enlarger isn't level. Check to make sure your room is level so chem- so if you're doing like stand development where the developer's not supposed to move that, it's not all flowing onto one side. So you just want to have... Uh, is there you, a reason you would want your enlarger to be crooked? Can you do like fancy... Actually, like you can tilt shift kind of stuff. Correct. You can t- you can correct perspective, but you lose image circle when you when you do that. And some uh-huh. baseboards on a large format and larger four by five and up actually have a baseboard that can tilt. Oh, okay. I actually learned that a couple cool. of weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, get your get your equipment straight. Look on if you have any questions, you can go on the FPP forums. I'm glad to answer questions. Send us an email. Yep. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Yep. Any questions and. Uh, or go on 
there's probably a lot of uh, people that have already asked those questions on that uh, site I talked about earlier, APUG.org, too. There's a lot of places you can look it up. Yes. So, yeah, huge resource. <clears throat> Use it and uh, get your get your printing consistent. The Internet's the biggest encyclopedia ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, you can go to, uh, folks can go to mattmirage.com. Yeah. One T. Oh yeah. And there's all sorts of stuff going on there, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. If uh, this summer, like I said, the summer's just heating up. I'm. Uh, if, if someone wants to, like, oh, I need to get in the dark room, but they 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 want you to hold their hand. Can you? I will can they come to Ohio? I'll gladly hold their hand. We can go skipping right into the dark room, and I'll show them how how to use everything. Oh my! So, I know. Yeah. Oh my! I'm doing, can I'm can doing you come a, to Jersey City later on? We've yeah, got some yeah. Questions. Oh, I can definitely hook you up. We I, have the opposite. I do, end of the, uh, dark room. I do a one-on-one. Hit him with one, real quick. Hit him with one. I know you got one. We got time for one question, right? One question. Sure. Go ahead. I got a good question. FPP listener Mark has a question. I've been doing, <laughs> I, I guess it's cross-processing with uh, Kodak HC-110. Okay. It's working pretty well. What is HC-110 actually supposed to be used for? Good question. Because I've been using it for all my C- C41 stuff, and it comes a- out a- black and white and this and that, but I don't well, even you know what al- it's supposed to be You can always develop C41 as black and white. That's just the nature of it. Yeah. Um, it's a black and it's a tr- traditional black and white developer. It was meant for... La- also just any regular black and white. It was meant for conventional photographers that weren't doing a whole lot of film at once, but you hmm. could use this very concentrated liquid in a variety of dilutions, and the, the stock liquid would hold for... for quite a few months at a time as compared to d76 which was meant for doing a lot of stuff consistently and then mixing up new so hc110 is great for for small batch stuff yeah and you can use it very dilute for getting uh nice fine grain chart pictures like that so all right so we're doing so it'll work so that's sort of it'll work with c41 it'll work in black and white yeah i mean i don't recommend souping c41 because you're just wasting money black and white's a little bit cheaper to process as black and white but I mean, if you shoot black and white film, mm-hmm. HC110 is beautiful for that. You can do dilution B, dilution yep. H. Will dilution. it work on chrome? On chrome film? Oh, I don't uh, know. I don't think that's, so. Because no, that's what I shot of that one. That 127 was chrome film that I shot. You need to cross-process. And it came oh. out black. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you probably yeah. can't do that. Okay. okay. C41 Good chemistry. Yeah. Good to know. So, okay. But yeah, HC110 is a black and white developer. You guys have the space. If you know, We're talking about the smooth salary rehearsal space in Jersey City. You walk in and you make a, down the hallway, make a right to Dane's space. What's that left room? Isn't there room for storage? The that, that's actually that's, that's my office, which is packed full to the ceiling with boxes you right now. You guys should put a little dark room in, like a real dark room. Be able to scare up well, a, a larger, no problem. Actually start making prints. Oh. Yeah, we could. That's the, that's what the kitchen's That'd be nice the bomb. though, because the uh, the kitchen has holy smoke has a sink and everything. It works. So Later. these guys are at the smooth s m o o v e the smooth sailors dot com. Yep. John Fideli, he's yeah. here. You online anywhere? <laughs> he's here. Flicker. John's on the Flickr. I'm on the Flickr. Matt, Matt, you're all over. You're on the Flickr. You're on mattmarash.com. Yeah, the Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Google+, Plus, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to be everywhere to answer questions. Does it, does it work, Matt, at filmphotographyproject.com? It does. It does work. It does. It goes right to my Gmail, which is matt.marash at gmail.com. Right, so, so either way, you're going to get the email. If you, if you can't get through to me, you're not trying. Yep. So we're going to exit today. We'll play a, a few cuts. We'll play a cut from the experimental stuff we did. You guys uh, rehearsed oh, for the upcoming right. photo walk. Uh, do you want to see everyone, all our UK friends, on June 9th? Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Special guest uh, with the Smooth Sailors, Darren Poncho Riley. Yeah. Sitting in with us. That's right. Give them my best, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't come. Yeah. It's okay. Next month we're dragging you. <laughs> okay. So, 
So we're going to see everybody in two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. You sound like a bird. <laughs> Don't worry.
Αν θα οδηγήσεις, ποιες, Μίστερ Μπράουν. Μίστερ Μπράουν, αυθεντικός καφές.